Hey, no competitions. Hey, no competitions. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big T, a.k.a. Terrence Tenney, founder and creator of No Competitions, No Competitors, The Brand, and you are now tuned in to the No Comp Podcast, Sports and Health Wellness, Health Wellness, Sports Podcast, whichever one you want to say, I always say, whichever one you want to come first, it doesn't matter to me, uh, though each segment I do deliver is important so far as getting news, also the health and health and wellness, you know, so far as getting that information for yourself, uh, so far as beneficial to your lifestyle, so far as you're trying to upgrade your lifestyle. When I mean upgrade, I just mean in your mind if you're trying to do so. So, you know what I'm saying, no pressure to do so for anybody. But, you know, I always want to encourage somebody if they want to do the right thing so far as with their bodies, minds, uh, financial, all, all these types of sort of things. So, you know, I try to encourage people to try to do the right things they need to do so far as having a positive outcome, having a positive outlook on life. So we're going to go ahead and jump into some of the, some big discussions in today's segment, which would be some uh, sports. We're going to start with sports today. Uh, and of course I did say uh, in some other episodes, I will start with health wellness when I do have some health wellness segments that will take up majority of the show. But for now, we're going to go ahead and start with sports. And the first thing we're going to jump into is going to be football. So a lot of football that happened this past weekend, college and NFL. And if you didn't check out some of these college games, you're slipping. Because these were some good games that happened this past weekend on Saturday. Uh, also during the week, some interesting games came on. Um, right now, still waiting on some uh conferences to get started back up the big 10 just announced that it was going to be joining uh finally it sees have its season continue as regular but it won't, uh, won't be until i believe a little bit further into this month so uh we're going to be getting ready to see some of that big 10 football so but uh our first segment in today's episode will be the nfl and i'm just go over some of these quick scores and try to go over some uh, a few details also about some of the things that happened this past Sunday. Uh, one of the big things that was noticed this past Sunday for me was injuries in this past week. Uh, a lot of injuries this past Sunday. I'm going to just go over some quick names. Uh, and, and the names that I'm going over were some major names for certain teams. Now, you had Saquon, who they did announce today it had a torn ACL. So, he will be out the rest of the season, so that's a that's a big loss for New York. Uh, we'll have to see Danny uh, arm a little bit more this season so far. Them had to depend on their offense. Uh, a lot of changes will have to be made for their offense so far. It had to be more of a passing offense, but we hate to see that happen for Saquon. Uh, Bosa, and we're actually, I'm going to go over it quick like this. The, pretty much a few key parts of that Niners team period, went down and is going to be missing for some time. Bosa, who uh, got rolled up on uh, a little early in the game, uh, if anybody had been watching that game, uh, so they had to uh, cart him off, but uh, we're still waiting on some results. I believe we haven't had a real announcement about what was going on so far as his injury, but they believe it may be so far as his knee also. Uh, I'm not going to really go in detail of what it might be until we get some official word about it. But, you know, we believe it may be his uh, knee so far right now. Also, you had Garoppolo, who had got pulled down 
um, also not too long after that uh, Bosa injury. Uh, and he's going to be dealing with his ankle. So we're going to be probably missing him for, at the minimum, probably four weeks. But uh, I know they, they, they stated that was his ankle. So uh, at the most six weeks, six to eight weeks. So uh, Morstead, uh MCL, after he had just had that amazing run uh, early in the game. So uh, later in the game, he had messed up his MCL. So we're going to be missing him for a while. Uh So, you know, Drew Locke was another one. AC joint uh, had some issues with his shoulder. I believe in that game also he could have threw that ball away to save himself, but for some odd reason he held on to that ball. Driscoll came in that game and, and played pretty much of a good game the rest of that game. Uh, McCaffrey, who messed up his ankle a little late in that Panthers game, uh, I believe that game was out of hand towards the end so uh McCaffrey uh trying to do pretty much what he can do for the team towards the end and, but um messed messed up his ankle just a little bit so we'll be uh so he'll be out for a few weeks uh like I always say with dealing with these ankles maybe around about at the minimum four weeks but you know it always take more depending on how severe the injury is it may be six to eight weeks at the most but you know, uh, then again, these are some players that you will want to make sure that they are 100% when they are back because these are major people for these teams. Uh, Adams had a hamstring, uh, and I believe that's something he, and, and of course, it may just take him lesser weeks than some of these ankles, but then again, that's going to be something he'll be dealing with throughout the season if you ever dealt with a hamstring injury, especially playing uh, uh, football also. He plays receiver, so, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times he'll be throttling up and down, you know what I'm saying, just so far as with his, with his running. But, you know, if you want a little bit more information on the injuries uh, of this past week, in which there were a lot more, uh, which I wanted to go ahead and start the segment off with that part because there were a lot of injuries this, uh, this, this past Sunday. So, if you would like a little bit more information on that, you know, ESPN writer Nick Barnwell had wrote, uh, a piece on it today uh, about the injuries so far that happened this past Sunday. So uh, if you want a little bit more information on also the more detailed list of, you know, of people, the full list of people who were injured this past week, go and check that out, I would say, and read that article. It was a very good article so far as uh, detail about what was going on. And, you know, of course, ESPN will have that type of insight. So, it was uh, a good piece, so I was just going to check that out on ESPN. But outside of the injuries, I'm going to try to go over some of these scores, try to go into little details about some of the games with these scores. Nothing too heavy, but just a, uh, just a little something brief. Um, to start it off, you had New York and Chicago, 17-13. That was a pretty close game. Also, with Saquon going out in that game, uh really took a big part of New York's offense. Also, uh, he had a pretty bad injury to his elbow. Also, kind of seemed like he had hyperextended it on one of the runs where he kind of went airborne, came down on his elbow. So, uh, it was it was kind of a rough day for Saquon with that Chicago Bears defense. Also, uh, well, the second game I'm going to discuss was a crazy game, and it was that Dallas and Atlanta's game. Uh, of course, Dallas had 
three turnovers early in the game, which uh, resulted in some points for Atlanta. So the fact that Dallas was able to just to be relentless and come back in that game speaks a whole lot for that team. And, and it was a great confidence booster for that Dallas team. Uh, says a lot about their offense. Uh, defense, they still were uh, able to give up 39 points, but yet gave up 39 points to uh, from you know what I'm saying, a result of their offense giving up three turnovers early in the game. So, uh, once again, I believe this may be, we may be getting closer to the end of the Dan Quinn era in Atlanta, just off the fact that the Falcons are 0-2 right now. And uh, just off the talks of last year where they seem to have been some talks of maybe uh, going a different way mid-season when the Falcons had been uh, not doing too well, but then, you know, they had picked up a little bit later in that season, so kind of saved them from that point, but I believe if the Falcons' woes could continue, then Dan Quinn's era would be over with, but just off alone, that uh, that Dallas team just coming back in that game, and, you know, after all those turnovers which they totaled four turnovers but you know I spoke on the three that they had early in the game just because they were seemed to have been back to back to back so uh, a lot of uh, I tip my hat to them Cowboys because they did make that that major comeback and uh, did make a statement so far as the season so far as they're not going to just be a team to just lay down so I'll tip my hat to them the next game I'm going to discuss uh, a little bit with pretty much just a score would be that Packers and Lions game. Uh, you know, even though Devontae had went out with his injury, he had he was a big part of that Green Bay Packers offense. Early on in that game, Lions still seem like they're trying to find what they do best. So, uh, 0-2 right now, the Lions are. Uh, Packers pretty much dominate that game throughout the game. Uh, next game I'm discuss is that Jacksonville and Tennessee game. A lot of big big catches made in that Tennessee game. Man, that Tennessee team uh, is really playing right now. Even though, you know, what I'm saying that run game is what got them through those those two playoff games last year. But today, you know, what I'm saying although their receivers also were something to still talk about, but uh, yesterday's game, those receivers was just making some major plays. Even uh. When Renfro seemed like he was trying to make a somewhat of a comeback for them Jaguar, uh, Jaguars, but Tennessee able to hold it off, 33 to 30. Uh, Vikings and Colts, Colts really seemed like they took over that game. Uh, Vikings offense really seemed like they couldn't really get nothing going, uh, especially with uh, Kirk Cousins seemed to really struggle yesterday. So uh, Colts were able to take advantage of that, and Philip Rivers was able to put come out with the win. Uh, the next game, I'm discussing that Buffalo Bills and uh, Dolphins game. Buffalo really took over that game early in the game, but Dolphins was able to fight back, really was able to put some points up on the board uh, and really make it a battle throughout that game, except towards the end of the game where I believe Josh Allen uh, made some plays that were unbelievable and really um, was able to hold off from that Dallas attack. Also, Pretty much keep the uh, defense on his heel towards the end of that game, so that way they can secure that win. Uh, the next game, that 49ers and Jets game, which was a, a explosive game for the 49ers offense, although they did have a lot of losses in that within that game, just to some major players I had discussed early on in this segment. So, uh, although they did 
seemed to lose a, a few key players in that game. They were still able to uh, have an explosive day offensively against that Jets uh, team who seems to really be struggling so far as just finding identity right now in the NFL. Uh, next game is the Rams and Eagles game. Rams offense really, uh, really did its thing yesterday. So far as uh, def- the Philly defense still seems like they're struggling. It almost looks like the Washington football team done cracked something open so far as the first game on them. Uh, Wentz s- still struggling, haven't made it out the teams. Offense still haven't been able to put up 20 points. Um, in the game last week, only scoring 17. This week, only scoring 19. Uh, but then again, you still got to speak on that defense. How how they uh, that defense allowed Robert Woods and Higby, the tight end, to really go off on them. Uh, so speaks a lot about what needs speaks a lot about a lot of things that needs to be fixed uh, with that Phillies team. Also. One of the things that may need to be discussed is that quarterback so far as Wentz and his mindset and what's going on with his gameplay and what's been going on with him lately. Uh, and that's just counting also in some games from last year. But something they may need to look into. Uh, the next game was that Steelers and Broncos game. Although Drew Locke went out early in that game, Sutton went out in that game also. That was one of the names I didn't mention early on in uh, my piece when I went over some of the injured players, but Sutton also went out. Also, uh, they almost had an injury to their rookie, uh, but he was able to come back. So that was some good news. But uh, Broncos, another team that was struck with the injury bug yesterday, but was able to keep it closed. Driscoll came out and made some terrific throws, but uh, the Steelers were able to make some big plays on defense late in that game. But like I was saying, Driscoll was able to make some plays and. One other thing I want to discuss so far is some of the games yesterday. Some some players that, you know, wasn't scheduled to play yesterday came in and played some pretty good games and played some pretty good games against some great teams. So that's uh, and but one one other team that I'm that I'm somewhat mentioning, I'm gonna discuss a little in a, in a second. So the next team I'm gonna discuss is that Tampa Bay and Panthers game. Tampa Bay pretty much dominated that game throughout the game and I would say the run game did so. Then again I did speak on last week how Tom Brady struggled to and will struggle to be able to throw that ball outside the numbers and that's still a fact because their run game saved them yesterday. Uh Fournette two touchdowns. Jones one touchdown. That that run game was really explosive yesterday. Uh though Though Tom Brady did have a deep pass to Miller that that Miller did drop that would have uh, really helped out his numbers uh, outside of the 200 that he had. But then again, I still speak on the fact that it's going to still be a rough year so far as once a defense decides to play inside out with that uh, with that offense and force Tom Brady to really play outside the numbers like they kind of do Lamar Jackson. So I'm I'm just waiting to see how that how that does because we still got. Uh, Still got plays where he's still throwing to the inside. It's even resulted to where Mike Evans has to play the slot now. Uh and that's and that seems like uh somewhat of a downgrade to his 
to his position so far as this, his stats and stuff like that. And the same thing that happened to Julio Jones where you got two powerful uh, beings uh, at wide receiver that can be outside the numbers and really dominating so far as deep ball threats. But, you know, results of having quarterbacks that can't get the ball down the field like that on a consistent basis, you got to result to such play. So we're going to see how that Buccaneers uh, – Offense looks throughout the season, and uh, the reason I speak so much on the Buccaneers is because, you know, of the potential that they were given prior to the season, also because of the star-studded team that they have. So, you know, when you feel with stars like that, you're going to be under the spotlight. So, you know, you got to give them that, that piece each time we speak on them. Uh, yesterday, the Washington football team versus the Cardinals game started off a little bit well at the beginning of that game, but then the Cardinals offense just exploded. I mean, it just took over that game. Kyler Murray was just running around on them boys. Uh, Hopkins, on that first play, the first touchdown of the game, for some odd reason, Hopkins was left wide open on the combination route where him and another receiver had, uh, did their route. But for some odd reason, the defense was in the zone, and he was the person that they left sitting in the back of the end zone. But Kyler Murray overall was able to use his legs a lot in that game yesterday, and it was uh, amazing so far as the speed he was able to show off, especially against that Washington football team front seven who pretty much dominated Philly in the second half of their game last week. Uh, the next game I'm discuss, uh Kansas City and Chargers game, which was an amazing game just off the fact that you know what I'm saying, a rookie quarterback came in to play. I did speak a lot about, you know what I'm saying, the rookie quarterback who was starting yesterday. But then again, Herbert came in to play pretty well. So uh, well enough for the Charger teams to make it to an overtime. Tyrod Taylor was announced out. Uh, also, there was an announcement that Tyrod Taylor would be the starter if he was still 100%. Something I do feel I would be amazed about if it does happen to see the Chargers keep their word on that. You know how things, a lot of things could change from Sunday to Sunday. So a lot of decisions could be uh, reversed. I know they spoke on that. Just off the fact that Tyrod Taylor didn't somehow amazingly make it into the game yesterday, uh, right at the start of the game, was nothing seemed to be had wrong with him after also seeing him warm up at the beginning and stuff like that. It was just amazing that he was just announced all of a sudden out of the game. So, you know, that was a little surprising. But then again, you know, Herbert came in and played very well, even through the overtime he played well, and he played that well against the reigning Super Bowl champ. So you got to give the man some credit for that, and he a rookie. So uh, some decisions will be made for the Chargers. Uh, if he played that well, you know, uh, some decisions may have to be made on the fact that uh, we may have to just see what, he make it do for us. I mean, he was uh, a high draft pick for them, and he was, and he is the guy that that will be considered to be the future quarterback of this team. Although Tyrod Taylor is there, but like I said, a lot of decisions to be made for that Chargers team. Uh, next team I'm discussing is the Ravens and Texans game. Ravens defense pretty much took over that game early on in the game. Uh, Lamar Jackson, what else can you say? about him and that offense. Uh on one play they called they called a wild the wildcat where they did the option. And it was a keep all the way up the gut through the middle. I mean, the creativity of this team and, you know what I'm saying, the explosive the explosiveness of this team. 
just continues to wire you, you know. Uh, also, the key parts that they have on this team. Uh, but like I was saying, the defense took over early, really made it a tough game for Deshaun Watson to be able to pass down the field. They were able to get in the touchdown uh, a few times, but then again, overall, it was a rough game for Deshaun Watson and these Texans. Uh, at, throughout the beginning of the game, now that Texas defense was playing well, but overall, the Ravens offense was just too explosive throughout their game. And they were able to take over. So, you know, uh, something we're going to be pretty much looking forward to so far as this Ravens offense and just seeing the, the points being up on the board so far as them each week and see which team they'll end up playing against that would probably put somewhat of a stop on that. Uh, the next game was the Seahawks and Patriots game. And this was... A interesting game, a battle for uh between Cam and Russell. Uh, a lot of a lot of battles within the game. Just so far as Stephon Gilmore and Metcalf uh had their little scuffle in throughout that game. Also the uh you know deep ball from Metcalf, a lot of uh big plays from Stephon so far on the defensive end. Uh, but it was a battle. It was a battle throughout that game. Uh. Seahawks were able to pull it off uh, late in that game. You know, uh, Patriots were, did drive that ball down the field and needed a uh, late-game score that could have possibly uh, won that game. But, you know, in that play, <clears throat> that, that last play that they called with the uh, quarterback draw, I'm starting to feel like, you know, although the Patriots do feel like they got Cam and they want him to be more of a passer, which he was more of a passer last night, and it looked very well. So far, some of the plays he made, but then again, some of the interceptions and stuff he made where it seemed like he wasn't really set up or it seemed like he was moving too fast. That's the only thing that threw me off with some of the things with Cam. But outside of that, it was a very well game so far as his passing. But the last play, uh, it got blew up on the inside that, that quarterback keep. Now, I believe Cam may, may have had the opportunity to cut it to the outside, but just off the fact that how much the play got blown up, uh, because I felt like, you know, defense already knew that Cam running the ball was going to be the thing. So I felt like the Patriots should have been a little bit more creative so far as getting somebody else the ball on that play. Uh, and that was the thing, you know what I'm saying? With Tom Brady in those close situations, you know, it was going to be a pass. So the defense was going to have to be a little bit more creative on trying to figure out who would be the guy, especially if there was no number one receiver at the moment where Tom Brady was playing. But uh, I felt that we all knew that Cam may have been taking that ball. So uh, Seahawks knew that also came out, came with a full-out blitz. It seemed almost blew it, blew it up in several parts of that offensive line on that play. So, it, uh, you know, which resulted in Patriots not getting that score. Score like I, score like I just said, 35-30. Same score as that Bengals-Browns game, 35-30. Uh, one last game to look out for is tonight would be that Saints and Raiders game. You know, so look out for that game. Starts at 815 on ESPN. You can catch that tonight. Uh, that'll be something to look forward to. Uh, Raiders 1-0, Saints 1-0 right now. So try to catch that. Uh, but that really wraps it up for our uh, NFL segment on that part. Uh, 
I'm gonna try to go over some college football, and like I say, I'm gonna try to have some uh, episodes where I try to discuss some sports all along, so that way I can really go in detail about certain teams and stuff like that. But uh, one of the major games I want to discuss uh, from this past weekend not not one of the big games on TV, but it was a uh, a major game that I had uh, was able to watched from start to finish uh and it was that Tulsa and Oklahoma State game um Oklahoma State of course won 16-7 but the score and that score that game really really tells the uh the story of that game just off the fact how Tulsa really pretty much battled throughout that game it's just at towards at the end of that game literally at the end of that game Tulsa wasn't able to pull it through and also a lot of mistakes made for that Tosa uh, team so far as I would say coaching wives because it was too many uh, delay of games, delay of games, delay of games. It almost seems like it was we were just watching the team completely just fall apart towards the end of that game. But it was an interesting game to watch just off the fact that, you know what I'm saying, uh, the way the players had battled, like I was saying, like I felt like that was a blunder of coaching mistakes, just off the fact of your team not being prepared and stuff like that. You got to blame that on the coach. So it was an interesting game to watch. Also, one of the, uh, another big game, which was a uh, uh, a ranked game, ACC game, that Miami and Louisville game was a big game to watch. Uh, both quarterbacks, uh, Derrick King, was uh, he was amazing. Uh, Saturday, but both teams, both team quarterback play was amazing. Uh, well, there was some mistakes made in them games, but then again, you know, they said these these young men, you know, what I'm saying working out things that they 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 working out so far as uh, trying to be professionals. But that game was just an amazing game so far as the back and forth. Uh, and I suggest that you know what I'm saying if you haven't been checking out college football lately, I would suggest you go ahead and check it out. It's it's some a lot of a lot of things coming up. Big Ten decided they want to play again. Still waiting on a few other conferences to make that decision also. But you know, uh, they slowly making that decision, and I don't blame them. You know what I'm saying you you in a situation where you're dealing with the health of not only just athletes, but you know if these athletes go elsewhere or contract something you know what I'm saying because we all still dealing with the COVID if they contract something like that and it becomes uh, a campus-wide issue to where an outbreak happens like that you got other students you have to concern uh, yourself with uh, outside of just your athletic program so I understand the mindset of these schools and stuff like that because you know just out the fact of them being afraid to open schools back up alone was a uh, was a big thing so you got to consider a lot of that stuff so uh, I understand that just so far as that part. Uh, but you know, it's been a lot of saying that the players has been making a big argument just so far as the fact of wanting to play. So that's why a lot of these schools have been overturning their decisions so far as uh coming back to play. Uh, and uh, and also giving the opportunity to these players. The NCAA gave these, giving these players right now an opportunity to play and not use up a year of eligibility is also a big thing. So kudos to the NCAA for doing one right thing, but outside of the other thing of, you know, getting paid, which, you know, we're going to always speak on until the right decision is made to get these boys really paid for, for, the, for what they really do for y'all. So, but 
we're gonna uh, I'm gonna try to spend a full episode on some NCAA just off the fact that there's so much NCAA news to go over and there's so many teams to discuss. SEC will be back this upcoming in a few days in these next few weeks. So I know we're excited about that along with the ACC already playing. We're going to see what this LSU team looking like, see what this uh, Alabama team looking like since everybody try to say the LSU took that SEC throne. We're going to see what Nick Saban and the boys got to say about that. So a lot of excitement coming from the SEC conference. Uh, um, Outside of that, we're going to go ahead and move to the next segment, which will be the NBA. And to start this NBA segment off, I'm going to just discuss uh, a little a little tidbit about um, something that I know is a little old news, but something that was just on my mind. I meant to discuss a segment, a few segments ago, but I didn't have the opportunity to. Uh, on a Thursday, on a Thursday uh, morning, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Steve Nash was announced the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, and this was some. Um, disturbing news to me just off the fact that you know I hadn't seen Steve Nash doing any type of coaching in the time he has been away from basketball so and that gave me the mindset of you know this is a another situation just like the Steve Kerr situation so far as uh, a team being built up uh, being established uh, the Nets were able to, uh, to go to the bubble this year, you know, saying they were one of the team outside of the fact that they were missing two of their stars. So this is a team outside of the two major stars that they have would be, you know, saying a team with potential on the east on the east side, especially the east side. Uh, so I want to speak on this because it was just so amazing that Steve Nash, with no coach experience, was able to get this job uh, uh of course you know uh when you look a little bit more into it uh one of the team managers Sean Marks was a teammate of Nash's when they with with the Suns so that really played a big part in that also the fact that they you know they uh some news uh editors and stuff like that analysis came out with some information about KD really okay this decision also because of the fact that you know what I'm saying he had a great relationship with uh Nash and some I believe some uh observation points that he was giving to some Golden State uh advisors and stuff like that but you know what I'm saying outside of that I believe this was just more of a a, a case of Placing someone, you know what I'm saying, who the NBA has a, a great res- great amount of respect for, stuff like that. Placing them in a position that was, you know what I'm saying, in my eyes, in my opinion, it was beyond them. So, you know what I'm saying, because at the end of the day, coaching experience and stuff like that is going to come into play in this situation, I believe, at the end of the day. Just like uh, in situations where Golden State, although they was winning, you had situations where Steve Kerr was missing in lots of periods of times for that team, and it gave a lot of assistant coaches the opportunity to be the the head coach uh, or interim head coach in the moments of his absence. So it gave them opportunity to to get some their feet wet so far as to get some eyes placed on them in the NBA, so uh, to give them a chance so far as some jobs. But 
but then again, in my mindset, like I said, this is just a situation where uh, a superstar uh, that used to be in the league is given the opportunity to be the face of and the head coach of a team. That's 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 expectations are great in the upcoming season. Uh, and the reason why I say these things is because this is one of the facts that I will mention with that. Now, Jack Vaughn, uh, the assistant coach, will be the highest paid assistant coach uh, this year. So I'm assuming that he will be doing all the coaching. And he'll be coaching the team, and he'll be coaching Steve Nash on how to be a coach, how to, you know what I'm saying, do line, not so far as lineups and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure all these things he knows just off his years of playing, but so far as how things work so far as with the Nets and the people he's got. Now, overall, he's going to have to be able to manage attitudes and stuff like that. Is that, And that's going to be one of the biggest things for him. So we'll have to see if that's the thing he's able to do. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I was saying, it's just one of those situations where and that and that Vaughn uh being paid so much clearly states my uh reasons to believe so that this is a situation where a face is just being placed up there and then you know it's the issue with me with that is because you know what about actual coaches you know people who go to college going to college for these things doing these assistant uh coaching programs and stuff like that throughout their college do their intern and stuff like that uh putting the work in so far stuff like that and then get the opportunity trying to get that opportunity to do such and be a head coach and get that opportunity to try to uh build that resume and be able to be a part of something so great so far as the NBA team and stuff like that. But then, you know, not even get that, uh, that opportunity because, you know, things like this are happening. Um, uh, I believe things like this, uh, will start happening a little bit more, uh, just off the fact that you have, uh, you're in the league right now where a lot of these players don't mind playing with each other and building up teams so far as winning championships with one another. So, that was just one of the things I wanted to start off the, uh, my NBA segment about. Uh, it was something I really wanted to uh, look at too, although I'm a little late on it. But I just wanted to go ahead and give my piece about it. Uh, but I'm going to just go into some scores in these late in these games that's been going on lately. Uh, of course, Sunday, you finally had, well, not Sunday, but... Saturday, uh, Celtics were able to finally pull off a win versus uh, Miami. Uh, so now the series is 2-1 Miami. Uh, Celtics really needed that win uh, because if they would have let Miami take that 3-0, I think it would have been really uh, difficult for this young team, young Celtics team, to be able to pull it off. Uh, I'm not doubting their uh, their ability to do so. I'm just, you know... You know, you can see that mindset in certain teams. A lot of people, although the Nuggets had did it once in this playoff, a lot of people still doubted them to do so against against the Clippers, uh, also with the Clippers' potential that they had. So, uh, But then again, you know, it is a difficult thing to do, especially coming back down three and hadn't won one already. So, uh, But the great thing, they were able to take this one, 117-106 over Miami, uh, Taylor with 25, Theus only 8, uh, Walker was able to give you 21, uh, Smart gave you 20, Brown gave him you 26, Benson didn't really give you too much, uh, but you was able to get a lot from your stars, Tatum, uh, 
really, you know, saying a big part of this Celtics offense. Uh, Kimber Walker, once now that he's able, been he's been playing actually this series, so can't really say that um, he hadn't been uh, showing up. It was uh, a lit issue with that that people were starting to talk about that early on into the series but you know he really stepped up his play in these last few games so he's really been a big part of that um Miami uh outside of uh Bam who still continues to dominate right now uh Butler had 17 Bam with 27 Crowder had 10 Drogic had 11 and Robertson had 13 uh, and you really didn't have anything for the bench. Uh, of course, Hero had 22 points, but outside of that, outside of Hero, nothing else from the bench for Miami. Uh, and like I was saying, at the, towards the end of the day, uh, Celtics were just able to pull it off at the end of that game. Uh, then again, you know, uh, like I would say, my, it's, each game has been pretty much of a close game, so can't really say... Uh, Something dramatic pretty much happened. It's just Celtics really took that game over towards the end of the game, uh, just like they did towards uh, in the beginning of each game. Just they took that energy that they had that they was putting forward towards the beginning of each game. They just saved that up and put it towards uh, the end. So they were able to put that together and was able to come out with the W. And that was a good thing for them so far as uh, getting one win up on that. I guess they're going to be next game trying to put that same focus into the game. Try to uh, tie the series up so that way they can uh, give themselves some hope. Uh, because, you know, in my opinion, I believe Miami's energy is just something ridiculous right now. And I believe them and uh, Jimmy Buck- Buckets, uh, Jimmy Butler, but... Uh, I believe his energy is just something crazy right now, and that energy of that Miami team is just is something else. So, uh, I believe that's a series that you're gonna have to watch out for, especially if they pull off that next win in this ne- next upcoming game. Uh, the next game I'm gonna discuss is that Lakers in Denver series. Uh, last night, Anthony Davis dropped a three. You know what I'm saying? He called it his Kobe moment. Uh, Kind of looked like my boy Kobe too in the last few seconds, but was able to drop that three and pull off the two-point win over Denver. Uh, it was a close game throughout the game. Um, Try to go over some of these stats real fast. Millsap with six points, Grant with seven. Uh, Jokic had 30 points. He was 11 for 12. Uh, Jokic, of course, be balling man. It's, it's, it'd be ridiculous. Uh, Murray. Had 25. Harris only had three. They uh, bench outside of Porter Jr. Uh, struggled. Porter Jr. with 15. Uh, Morris had nine. Outside of that, not too much help from anybody else on your bench. But uh, then again, you know, your two stars played amazing throughout that game. Uh, but like all, like the Lakers had already discussed, they were going to make sure that they stay relentless and stay consistent against this Nuggets team because of the fact that they had just, like I spoke on a second ago, came back and won two series where they was at a 3-1 deficit. So can't let up on these boys right here, man. Um, some of the quick Lakers stats, yeah, Davis had 31, uh, LeBron 26, McGee 3, 
uh Danny Green eleven, Caldwell Pope eleven. Uh that was a big although it was only eleven, it was a big contribution from both of those players, Green and Caldwell Pope. That's that's a big contribution for those two right there. Uh Green who's seen more of a defensive player. Uh but lately, you know what I'm saying, we need him to be a little bit more of a score so that way we can have that uh third person, third, fourth person as a score. So we're gonna need a little bit more scoring from his end, uh the bench. Outside of Kuzma, Kuzma really only giving you eight. Crusoe giving you nine. Outside of that, not too many more points. Rondo, of course, had uh, 21 minutes now. They're starting to build Rondo minutes up a little bit more. Only the fact that because him and Anthony Davis seem to play very well together when they're together. Uh, so, you know, we're going to be looking forward to that. You know, that uh, Celtics and Miami game. Uh, next game look forward to would be uh, Wednesday uh, the Lakers and Nuggets next game is Tuesday so you know look out for both of those games be coming up you know it's gonna be it's gonna be something crazy it's it's, it's exciting to have sports back uh, I know the next segment like I say I'm have try to discuss a little bit more other sports in detail a little bit more so that way I have a little bit more for you guys so far as detailed insights and stuff like that. Um have a little bit more sports. I'm gonna have another segment discussing some WNBA. Uh we got our ladies right now in the semifinals. One game got postponed because of some COVID issues. Of course we're still dealing with COVID and anytime something like that comes about uh, these uh, organizations are making sure they take all precautions. So, had a delay in one of the games this past Sunday with the WNBA with that. But, uh, like I said, I'm going to try to have a segment where I discuss that a little bit more. Uh, so far, as the sports part of this episode, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, that's why I discuss some upcoming episodes about a little bit more. Uh, like I said, we're going to try to discuss a little more sports and stuff like that. Some baseball. Got some exciting things happening in baseball. So we're going to try to discuss that a little bit more. But that wraps it up for the sports part of this segment. And that takes us to the health wellness part of the segment. And like always, uh, one of the things we're going to always discuss in the health well, this segment is the COVID right now, which we're all still dealing with. So, you know, make sure we all still doing our thing. Make sure we are keeping it safe. Make sure we're doing the things we need to so far as precautions, washing our hands, uh, covering our faces. Uh, you know, we getting fancy with things now. So, you know, we all got the fancy face covering. So, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you're doing your part to keep yourself and the ones you love and the people you got at home safe also. So, like I say, one of my major things is always treat it as if you already got it so far as uh, taking all precautions and keeping yourself safe, uh, especially if you're somebody that likes to go out a lot. Make sure you're keeping yourself self safe, you know what I'm saying? Being consistent on keeping your hands clean, keeping your face covered, doing all necessary things. If you're somebody that wear the gloves, which I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I just, I'm, I don't like to look that sickly, so... But if if that's your thing, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Do what's necessary to keep yourself safe. Uh, but our actual topic today for the health wellness segment, like I said, uh, my last episode, uh, my last episode, I discussed uh, some benefits of an active lifestyle. Just so far, some things that you can avoid uh, um, health-wise 
health issues wise uh so far as health uh heart heart issues uh lowered blood pressure and i try to name some exercises and things like that that you could do so far as to keep or start up a active uh lifestyle but today we're going to just be discussing some uh foods and stuff like that that you can add to your life when you have an active lifestyle you know what i'm saying to help out with the active lifestyle because you know food plays a big part of you know what i'm saying your life not only the fact that you need it to survive and it's essential to survive but the fact that you know what i'm saying what you put in your body plays a big part of affecting you throughout your day affecting you, your mindset, you know what I'm saying, your spirit, stuff like that. Some people don't like to believe that uh, food has that much power on the things that, you know what I'm saying, that goes throughout your life or throughout your daily life, but it does. So this uh, episode or this segment of our health wellness uh, poor portion, we're just going to discuss some foods and stuff like that to help you out. Uh, and I'm gonna try to go over like a quick list of just some things, you know what I'm saying, that you can add and stuff like that. Uh and well, you know, when you have an active lifestyle, you know, your body's gonna crave a lot of things like that. Uh outside of having a healthy uh, active lifestyle, your body still craves these things. It just may, you know what I'm saying, start to crave certain things that you have made your body accustomed to. So, you know what I'm saying, you wanna create a new eating habit you know to get your body accustomed to some new things but for those who have created a healthy lifestyle and trying to maintain it you know some some good things to add to your life you know what i'm saying um so just some some quick tips and stuff like that uh you can maximize with nutrient-packed foods you know what i'm saying give your body a lot of nutrients and stuff like that by eating a variety of packed foods including whole grains lean protein fruits and vegetables and low fat or fat free dairy uh try to eat less high uh foods high in solid fats added sugars and sodium of course you know sodium and salt so try to eat less things like that uh try to number uh, another one would be energized with grains uh grains are the quickest energy source you know what i'm saying for your body and grains are stuff like bread pasta oatmeal cereals and tortillas uh so stuff like that uh you want to try to add some of those things that's and that's just for the energy part of it uh you know so far as if you're trying to for muscle and stuff like that you want to power up with proteins so uh and like i was saying that's that's very vital proteins are very vital for building muscle so uh a, a great source for protein would be seafood, uh, especially if you're somebody that enjoys seafood. Try to like some healthy ways. To try to enjoy your seafood. Like try to enjoy a little bit more baked uh, stuff like that, grilled or baked. That's always a great way to try to. Uh, and that's not only for seafood, but you know, for any types of meats that you love to enjoy. Try to enjoy it a little bit more uh, in a healthier way. Uh, like I say, grilled or baked is always the best way to try to do that. Uh, you always want to try to mix up and try to mix a lot of plants, plant-based uh, diets in with your foods. Uh, and, and like I always say, I don't like the word diets, but you know, uh, for a lot of people, you know, that's just their mindset and how in their in their vocabulary. So, you know, you want to add that to your diet a lot throughout your uh, week. So try to add a lot of uh, vegetables and stuff like that, vegetables and fruits in your in your daily diets. Uh. You want to make sure you're drinking a lot of water 
and like I always uh, do in a few of my segments, I try to add the few the the different types of waters you can add, um, so that way you ever get bored with just regular water, and you know, I, I, people get bored, so you know, try to add different waters to your uh, routines, so you know, and different waters do different things. I'm gonna try to uh, try to put a little bit more of that information back out for you guys, so that way you can see a little bit more of what uh, different waters can do for those that may have never seen it, or just like a refresher for those who have seen it before. Uh, just for those who do follow uh, and so that way we could try to see what you could try to do but like I was saying there was just like a quick list of some things that you could try to add to your lifestyle just to remember uh, that food plays a big part in everything you do so far as your moves and stuff like that you know you try to uh, eat less things with uh, sugar in it, you know what I'm saying, that'll help your mood so far as a happy mood, it'll give you a, a, a good feeling sometimes, uh, try to get you a lot of natural sugars that come from fruits and stuff like that, uh, you know, it's been scientifically proven that, uh, when you try ingest a lot more fruits and stuff like that, just like your feelings and stuff like that, and your mindset is a little bit more positive, so you want to try to ingest a lot, a little bit more stuff like that, but, so far as that that wraps up our health wellness segment of this episode so that wraps up this episode and you know like always i want to thank all of those who are out there listening and supporting this no competition no competitors movement we're trying to bring some big things to the world reach everyone we can with this health wellness segment the world has already woke up to uh, to better eating habits we are here to keep it con- inexpensive and keep you consistent. Uh, I want to thank all those who are listening uh, and tuned in, all those newcomers who may be uh, considering coming over. So, you know what I'm saying? Try to reach out and let everybody know what we got going on. So, uh, like always, I try to give you guys my opinion on some sports and stuff like that. Just to talk about a little bit of sports. I love to talk sports. So, you know, it's no problem discussing sports. Uh, you can find anything I discuss on nocomp.podomatic.com. Also, each episode, uh, you can find it once again, nocomp.podomatic.com. You can find it on there. So, also, you can find other uh, things I discuss on any pages that I have so far as social pages on nocomp. That's uh, just nocomp, uh, no need for the whole thing. You can just type it on. Facebook or Instagram. I always post stuff on either one. Uh, so far as information for the shows, uh, today, like I said, Nick Barnwell from ESPN had the uh, post, well, article today about the injuries. So you can check that one out. That's on ESPN.com. You can check that. Uh, like I say, any information on COVID, you can always find it on cdc.gov. That's cdc.gov. That's the official site for the CDC, not .com. It's .gov. Um, but that that's, it wraps up my show. Like always, we try to make this no-comp podcast number one on Podomatic, number one in the country. And we're going to do that with you guys. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah.